Happy Thoughts, the storytime podcast with great music. I'm your host, Joey Brovant, and each week I'll be joined by a fellow Piedmont student to hear a story of theirs and reflect on it. This week, my guest is Garrett Stafford, a mass communications major here and a reoccurring guest. Garrett, how are you doing? I'm great, Joey. I'm doing so good today. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm just excited to get into this. We've got a great story and we've got some great music for you. We're going to kick it off with It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only Five o'clock somewhere. This lunch break is gonna take all afternoon and after night. Tomorrow morning, I know there'll be hell to pay. Hey, but that's all right. I ain't had a day off now in over a year. Jamaican vacations gonna start right here. Get the phones from me, you can tell them I just sailed away. And pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. should ask Alan. <laughs> I'd say pull me something tall and strong make it a hurricane before I go insane it's only half past 12 but I don't care pour me something tall and strong make it a hurricane before I go insane it's only half past 12 but I don't care Five o'clock somewhere. What time zone am I on? What country am I in? It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always on five in Margaritaville, come to think of it. Yeah, I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've seen your boat there. 
I've been to Margaritaville a few times. All right, well, that's good. Stumble my way back. Okay, well, we just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> between the buoys, I got it. All right, well, it's 5 o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I'm ready. Crank it up. Let's get out of here. I'm gone. the good love when we're all alone keep it up girl yeah you turn me on i'm hooked on a feeling i'm high on believing that you're in love with me i'm hooked on a feeling Today we're going to be talking about actually th- uh, probably the most recent story we ever had on the podcast, as it happened earlier this semester. Actually, um, uh, Garrett, why don't you take it away? Yeah, so this is a uh, not your typical story. It was kind of very unexpected the way it happened. So um, basically, I'm a cross country runner. Been running all four years here at Piedmont. Go Lions! <laughs> Go Lions! And um, we went. We recently this semester, uh, because of COVID and everything, 
all sports got really moved to the spring of 2021. And so we're, we're kind of doing both track and cross country at the same time. So at the beginning of this year, we had both. We had some cross country races. Yeah, and I'm a runner too, and I've never seen a season play out like that. Yeah. It's like, I don't even, running's like so training based too, so it's like, that that has to have some kind of effect. No, it's that. definitely weird having a track race one week and a cross country race the next. Yeah, like, especially like the most important cross country race being like in the middle of track season. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's fitness just everywhere. <laughs> so basically, this was our cross country championship or conference, and um it's at this race out in Huntington, and I haven't ran in Huntington since my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I remember Huntington very well because it was the hottest cross-country meet I've ever been to <laughs> two years ago. It was like, I'm pretty sure that feels like it was over 100 at race time, and it was like 11 a.m. I still have one of my worst, like, I swear, Alabama heats up like a frying pan and it's crazy and it doesn't seem like it's not like the air's hot it's like the sun is right on you exactly mm-hmm. like my race two years ago i remember being in a full sweat before Ooh. the race even started like I, that's never happened to me before dang so it's a hot place but i mean we're here in february i'm pretty sure mid late february maybe early march so it shouldn't be hot but it kind of it was that it was in the like high seventies, I think. Thanks, global warming. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure while it was the high seventies there, it was like in the forties or in the thirties here. So it's like, oh. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just a complete change, one state. Huge like change in weather, which we weren't used to. Is it was Huntington nice. in South Alabama? Yeah, yeah okay, about okay. South Alabama. It's pretty close to here. It's only about three hours away. Yeah, which is impressive. It's I mean, it's just I guess a diagonal. Yeah, so it was just a hot, sunny day in the beginning of March, which is not not normal, and our bodies definitely weren't used to it. And um, yeah, so this is a little story about just not preparing well. And you'd say this was a hilly course, right? I mean, it's definitely yeah, it's not pretty flat. hilly. It is not flat in the slightest. It's a very hilly course. There is two extremely hard hills that you have to run twice. Yeah. So those hills absolutely suck. But um, during this time, I was not really in the best of shape. I was, after coming off the junior year, my junior year being one of the top three on the team every single race, that is just not the case for me right now. A little mix of uh, some senior fatigue and just being super busy, not getting yeah. all the miles I need. I am just not one of the top runners on the team anymore which is fine with me sometimes you can't yeah sometimes like if life gets in the way like that that's what i've noticed is the main difference between collegiate athletics and high school athletics you're always gonna have that time in high school to like go run and do whatever exactly and in in college like maybe you can get that time every day to like do what you need to but you have to like you can't be social you can't have a social life an academic life and a athletic life like you have to give up one at some point of the yeah day. no this this is definitely my first semester where i've had to skip multiple practices even meets i've skipped two meets this semester just because of school which is crazy like usually you just have to have such a good excuse for not going to meet like because it's like even if you don't care about the meet or it's not the most important like you want to run everyone you know because mm-hmm. that's the one time it's like well this is the one time i get to like test myself you know or like see you know am i fit am i not like check where you're at kind of yeah but uh the great thing about cross country is even if you're not the best on the team you can still contribute in ways and then also if you're not going to be top three on the team someone else will 
always. Like, it's not on your shoulders to be the best on the team at all. Yeah. No, yeah, it is 100%. It's probably one of the bit bigger team sports because, you, you know, there are very rare times where you rely on, like, where you rely on just one guy to get it done. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I was kind of sad this semester um, going from being one of the best on the team to by I wouldn't say one of the worst, pretty average middle tier on the team. It's kind of a lot to come by, but then you realize, like, we're really here for school and not running. Yeah. Yeah, you and put yourself in a nice veteran position. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it was fine. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not too upset about it. But back to the conference meet, um, we do have a lot of good runners who, like, it's fine that I'm not running too well because we have a lot of runners who stepped up and really made the most of this meet. And one runner in particular, he is a freshman here. I won't say his name just for reasons, but... A freshman here and he is really one of those runners that will give you everything he has yeah and i respect that about him um i love that when you see it from a runner it's yeah a, i think it's a trait if you're you know if you really love running that's a trait you can learn yeah no he definitely did. he came in with um mid to high times like good times but like nothing like mind-blowing yeah something to improve on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and his college career like uh, a step up from where he came in and he's already approved a lot this just in one year under maybe better coaching, mm -hmm. more rigorous training. Like, oh, he's definitely. improved yeah, yeah. so much, and he just truly loves to run, which if someone loves to run, you got to respect it. Yeah. And, like, I am a believer that your love for running comes and goes, and he's definitely in the love phase. Where that's the phase I was at uh, yeah. a year ago. Not so much anymore. But so I, I, I could see I it. That freshman year, yeah. You can – truly fall in love with running to the point where like all you want to do is just get better and better yeah and i don't know if it's love for the sport or freshman jitters but he's one of those guys that just gets really nervous before races which i would say i still get nervous for races but not nearly as bad as i used to because mm -hmm. you know what to expect i mean i've been running for eight years now i yeah. know what i was to a bad expect. nerves guy i i hate i i was always the worst on the start line at least like mentally like i get so anxious and like but at the same time it's like ready to go you know yeah kind of like it's just your body's way of telling you like we're gonna go fast exactly no uh when i was running at my best it was really like I showed up to the line, and I knew what had to be done. I mm -hmm. knew what I had to run. There was no nerves. It was just showing up to do a job. Yeah. And uh, I feel like you have to learn how to do that. That was the point I was trying to get to is on race day being like, being like, or yeah, being like ready to do what I got to do. Like knowing I got to run a fast first mile, but like having the common sense and like the, the sort of awareness to like be able to cool it down and like finish a strong race. Yeah, and when you're a freshman, you really don't know that quite yet. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. You really, you're just out there seeing what happens. You don't know how <laughs> the race is going to go. Like the first three miles, usually. You find yourself doing unnecessary competitions, like racing people you don't need to be racing early on, just mm -hmm. really not planning out the race well. And that's just, an, it's just a freshman thing. You learn through it. You yeah. learn through your mistakes. You learn through your races. Every race, you get better. You get so much experience. Because it's an achievement regardless. Every time you finish an 8K, a 5K, like, that's an achievement. You know, like, yeah. Just say overall, like, you're going to be tired no matter how fast you go. So it's like, might as well like learn from every time you race. Exactly. So um, this freshman was really nervous because it's his first championship this, of his career, his college career. 
So he was really nervous, and that was probably getting the best of him. He got to the point where he was too nervous to drink water, which drinking water and running kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, was if too nervous. If there's anything you can do before a race, it'd be hydrate. Yeah, I don't know if he was nervous that he was going to drink too much water. He might upset his stomach or have to go to the bathroom. But either way, if you're about to do a race, you should be drinking as much water as you feel like you need. Yeah. And I don't think he was being honest with his body, and he was just not drinking enough yeah. water, which is a bad thing because it was a hot day, hotter than what we've been used to the last couple of weeks of training because we were used to the cold weather, and now it's a randomly hot day in southern Alabama. And I understand, like, yeah, like not wanting to, yeah, not wanting to, like, put stuff in your body before a race. But, yeah, you got to know the weather. You got to at least be pouring water on you, you know. If you have to be getting yourself, like, cool. Yeah. At least, you know. Yeah, so the race starts, gun fires. Um, I find my way kind of the back of the team, back of the whole race, which is fine. That's where, where I wanted to be. I kind of wanted to start slow and work my way fast. And that's basically what I did throughout the race. But uh, he takes off with the fastest guys on the team, the two fastest guys on the team. He takes off with them which is fine. He runs very similar times to them at practice. And if he's feeling good, there's, should, no yeah, re there's no reason why he can't hang with those two guys. So it's fine. It's perfect. Let him go. And um, I don't really hear much about see him for the rest of the race because he's that far ahead of me, mm -hmm. which, yeah. But what I've heard afterwards is uh, he, at one point, was first in the whole race. Wow, yeah. Yeah, wow. he led the entire race. Always a good feeling. Always a terrifying feeling. It never feels that good to be in first. Yeah. When you're like when you know you don't got it in you to like finish in first. Yeah, no, even when I was like top two, three on the team, even when I came first on the team in a race, I was nowhere near the front of the whole race. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think that I came, sounds crazy to even say. It's like, yeah, uh, like I came in like top twenty. That's like, crazy for conference too though, because like, you know, it's a competitive like people are gunning 24-7 for that first place spot. Exactly. Especially a bunch of foolish guys who are going to drop later. But, like. But uh, apparently, what I heard later on is he was in a lot of pain doing this. Uh, he was, uh, when the other guys got close to him, he was just talking about how much pain he was in. He was saying that he couldn't do it. But also, uh, our captain on the team, who is also one of our best right now, mm -hmm. um, said that they were running up a hill and this freshman was complaining about being in a lot of pain but beating him up the hill <laughs> so i don't know if he knows what the word pain means yeah he was liking it while he was like this might be a little too much pain exactly <laughs> so it just seemed like he really wasn't in the right mental space he wasn't i guess running smart mm -hmm. or just or maybe his body was doing something you know, yeah and he just sometimes really that happens out there where you like speed up Without any consent from you. <laughs> yeah. So apparently this happened like um, where he passed our captain like a half a mile left in the race. He was he was no longer first in the whole race. Actually, some one of our other guys took over as first in the race. And he was about, I would say, top 10 maybe, top 15 mm -hmm. with our captain there. And he was just really complaining about how much pain he was in. And... At the very end of the race, there's this steep downhill that immediately goes up into a steep uphill, and then you do the final, like, 0.2 miles straight away. Yeah, yeah. That's the end of the race. And apparently, when he got that steep bottom, 
something just his body finally gave up. Whether he didn't have enough water, whether he, wow. he was just pushing his body too hard, yeah. and he just collapses at the little, I guess you can call it a trench almost. And everybody goes. No one stops for him, which is fine. They're in like the top of the race, yeah. so this is where intense it's ne- it's action is nice happening. It's to see a collapse. Because like, yeah. you know how that, you, like, no matter what the problem is, like you know how it feels to just be at your worst in the middle of the race. But to actually like hit the deck, and like, cause that's like the basically like the, uh, the I'm no longer I'm like giving my best up because I'm like at the, I'm at my end and that's that's when you know it's the worst. Yeah. So then a few minutes pass by, a lot of people pass him, and uh, here I come. Um, <laughs> Ready I'm, to finish. I'm not having a good race in the slightest, which is fine. But uh, you're working though. I mean, I don't know. I no, don't I really I was. I kind of could tell by the times I was hearing that I was going to run one of my worst times ever. Mm. So it, it it happens. I was definitely not in shape at this point, so I wasn't surprised by yeah. any means. And you, yeah, you were getting ready for 10Ks in, so you were actually yeah. slowing down your training. Yeah, so I come by him, and I notice he's on the ground, which was shocking because I knew he was doing really good in this race. And so I just stopped. First time I've ever stopped in a cross-country race, and I was just like, are you good? Like, and he just really wasn't responding. He's giving me some weird response. So I'm like, all right, come finish the race with me. So I try to pick him up, but, uh, do the noble thing. I like it. What I learned later on is what he was going through. I, I forgot exactly. He, he might've been in shock or something, but, uh, he was just so dehydrated, but he was like fighting me almost. He was pushing me off of him. And I was just like, no, no, you gotta come with me. So I was like dragging him up that steep uphill. Like, he was really just fighting me about it. He just kept saying, no, Garrett, no, no, stop. Please let me go. Like, But I'm like, we're so close to the finish line. Just finish with me. But he was really fighting me. Yeah. And I was able to get him up the hill. And so he was actually in sight of people, in sight of bystanders, in sight of coaches and stuff. Because where he collapsed, like, he was in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the scariest part, too, about most cross-country races are, like, Go, you know, you can go a mile without being seen. Yeah, yeah. He was where Terrible. nobody was at, no bystanders, at least no uh, spectators. And so I get him up the hill, and there's like this spectator from another team. I think it was Huntington, which is the team that was hosting, just some dad maybe. And I just left him with him, and I went and finished the race. And then quickly <laughs> after I give you, and did that dude like give you an otter? <laughs> no, he, I was just like, you got to deal with this. He's not letting me, and I just left. <laughs> it's just to finish the race because it was my last ever cross country. Yeah, race no, you might, you might. No, there's no knocking that. I mean, like, yeah. you, what were you gonna do? You know, yeah. like, what were you gonna do better than that guy? And um, if anything, you're running towards help. You know? Yeah, and I look once I finish the race. Um, some of the guys who already finished like go back to help them, which is great. And uh, then you see the ambulance, which is always uh, on standby at every cross country race, driving over there. So it's like a big deal, and yeah. I realize, oh crap this is maybe i should have helped him even more but at that point the ambulance has got him there's ats over there like he's in good hands and he eventually has to just go to the hospital they take him to the hospital he never finished the race and um that's great i mean i i totally get it though i mean dehydration can like screw you up for weeks even yeah so then um after the race the whole team sat in a hospital parking lot for like three hours 
of uh-huh. waiting just to hear some news because we, we were kind of in that limbo, like we can't leave him. We're three hours away from campus. How is he going to get back? But then coach was like, well, maybe I can send the bus. But then the coach couldn't get a rental car. And then obviously coach couldn't get a hotel. And so we were just like in this like limbo stage of like, what do we do? What do we do? And eventually yeah. after several hours passed, like his parents decided to come get him. How and far were they coming up from? Is it like I'm not quite sure. the hike to like be like, oh, yeah. Aaron, he got he got the he got the heat stroke again. We got to go get him. <laughs> yeah, but basically, right when he got to the hospital, um, like he was fine. Like they they got him good. Like, and he he's fine today. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, heat stroke. Yeah, you never see you you don't usually see unless like it's severe. You don't usually see that in permanent effects, which is yeah. good. Um, it's always just that moment of scare, obviously, and if you don't get it immediately, then it becomes way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you see, you see people go down every once in a while, but it's usually not your teammate yeah. or you. So you know, like you see it, and you're like, oh, I feel so bad for that guy. Like I hope he's okay. And especially if you, it's like something physical, you like see a torn up leg or like yeah. someone got spiked or something like that. You know, because we got these weapons on our feet, and by the end of the race, we're all clumsy enough to do anything stupid if you stop in front of someone you're bound to get knocked over you know mm-hmm. like anything can happen especially in those last that last 800 yeah but um we're gonna throw it to some more music um let that story sit with everybody garrett tr- playing a little bit of hero there this is crazy by nars barkley
and we are back with Garrett Stafford. We just heard Breakfast a in the park. We'll honestly heroic bit because, you know, I've seen many people go down. I've watched it as a spectator watching a race, and I've seen it as a runner. Um, it's never been my teammates. You know, I, you, don't, I, you don't usually stop. Actually, I have seen a teammate thrown off on the side, but <laughs> usually you don't. You know, I'm not going to stop for him if he's <laughs> if he needs another minute to yeah, yeah, finish yeah. a throw up or something. But, but um, I don't know. I think that's really heroic, especially it was your last year. You know, it's like almost like, almost like the running gods giving you like <laughs> like the chance to like do something you've never done in a race. A chance he, to do something cool because my race was not going very cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, I they're like, hey, you know what? I know you don't think this was a good race, but you know you're in a different shape for some reason. You're running cross-country conference in the middle <laughs> of spring so it's like here you go you're usually yeah. you're supposed to run this at the coldest time of the year and it's freaking 90 degrees out yeah so i think that was something i think that was something from the running odds but you know if you could go back now with hindsight being 2020 um well you what, do you think you'd change anything or i mean like you said hindsight being 2020 i would have just made him finish the race with me yeah because you'd get help right immediately basically. yeah um because he was talking and he was lucid and everything. So he could have finished that last like 150, yeah. maybe 200 meters with me. And maybe you keeping him awake helps too. You know? Yeah. And so. I could have, he would have been right there with the ATs and stuff and closer to the ambulance. Like it could have just helped him get help a little sooner. Mm -hmm. But then also, I think he would have just wanted to know that he finished the race. Like he was still going to, even if I helped him, he was still going to run a decent time yeah no yeah, yeah i mean i mean heck fin you know like he yeah would, yeah he would finish right with you like nothing to sneeze at at all and the th and the thing is too like that that's his first ever conference so like conference race so like it's gonna be his best conference time ever mm -hmm. and it's just something for him to smash out of the park next time yeah and what was kind of sad is um which obviously no fault of his own like what happened happened like you can't change it and it's really not that big of a deal mm -hmm. but uh Basically, we lost conference because of him. Oh, because yeah. he went from being a scorer to like... Yeah, yeah, and pretty much exactly where he was, if he just finished where at the placement he was when he collapsed. Like around Connor? Yeah, we would have won easily. Oh, so that does hurt. really, hindsight being 2020, <laughs> like, I sh wish I was in better shape so I could have just been there to replace his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know like, he he obviously feels a little bad about it, but like obviously the guy's team is just like it happens. Like there's it's an, not yeah, that there's deep. No, there's no way to there's no way to like fix that, you know. And yeah. in the hindsight, 2020, it's like wish you could have fixed COVID to race back when you should have, mm -hmm. so you were fit, you know. Like, because um, if you had cross country last year, you would have had much more time in your hands to train and whatnot. Yeah, and it would have been probably a much better season for at least cross as far as cross goes. Yeah, and but probably doesn't get heat stroke in the middle of December. Yeah, <laughs> I was told by several people like we have a athletic training major in our team, our coach, like all like reached out to me afterwards saying like I like saved his life or like because yeah, who knows how long it would have been till somebody got to him if I didn't help him. And but in the moment it really didn't feel like I was saving his life. Yeah. Like I wasn't going about it like, oh, I need to save this kid's life. Or like like that thought never crossed my mind. That, I see, but that's what's crazy too, though, is like, because it wouldn't cross my mind too if I if I came across him. But I just like, wanted the kid to finish. Yeah, he's a freshman. Yeah. Like I'm having the, a terrible race. I'm a senior, and I here's a freshman. Yeah, like let me help him like finish his race. Like the thought of like saving is like that never. And then when everybody started telling me that, I was like, 
and it really just didn't click with me that that's what I was doing. Yeah, which is cra- which is crazy in its own aspect. And like, and that's the thing about running too is you never know why someone's going down unless you can like see it. Mm-hmm. You know, like because it could be anything. It could even just be like his mentality is just shattered. Can't like you know like stopping on his own account and just like being bummed on the ground or something. I mean, obviously if he's looking you know passed out or whatever, it's different. But you know, no one's gonna be able to immediately be like, you know, I didn't see him drinking water earlier. It's yeah, probably yeah. that you know, or even like um. Or, or whatever it was. Or maybe it's like his leg was hurt and he just like mm-hmm. literally couldn't move. Or back, you know. Like so many things can go wrong out there. Um, and it's ne- and cross country is not a hot sport. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not meant to be run in the heat. Yeah. And you can tell that every time without fail there's a meet over 70 degrees, you'll see someone go down for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. Like someone, it's bound to happen to someone, you know, whether it's because you're too fit and you're not, or whether it's like, yeah, you you know, you did what he did and you don't drink enough water or, or just like pure nerves mixed with the sun, you know, or you ate something bad and just burns up, you know, whatever it is. But the, I, it's a, I see it every time. I mean, I went to a race once in high school that got so, so hot that li- like they had to change the open race from a 5k to a 3k and it literally was so and and like the ground was so dry too because of just how hot it was that like it was like like dust was flying everywhere from you know how massive the race was so people are like getting covered in dirt and dying from heat (laughs) you know so you know it's like one of those races too where you know opens usually the slowest kids at the meet so like they already like don't love the warm up, don't love the cool down and stuff. You give them a situation where it's like 90 out or like 85 even, and like they're not gonna want to warm up because they're already sweating. They're, you know they're already sweating so bad, and they and you know they probably aren't gonna eat or drink because they're like they're just feeling bad already. So it's just a bad mix. Yeah, a lot of nerves coming and running, which I, I will always say I'm glad that I never really experienced too many nerves i mean i would get nervous here and there but nowhere where i'm like not eating not drinking yeah stuff like that but at the end of the day the kid's fine he's doing good he's still running today like he yeah in these last couple of track races he's doing good and like it's fine that we lost conference it's just a race like he's fine and that's really all that matters and yeah i mean what's one more ring yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you would have even bought this one no, that's one very unfortunate thing about Piedmont is we have to buy our championship rings. And, and like, I already haven't bought – I've only ever bought one of them. Really? Which, oh, you only have the one from freshman year? Yeah, we won what another one my sophomore year. For track, right? For track. Yeah. And uh, I never ended up buying that one. And I think we won another one. It's just I don't I never had the money to buy those. Yeah. And it's like – and at the same time, like, if we – I mean, if they were – if we were getting, like – you know, like these supremo, like gorgeous rings that you could like brag about having for the rest of your life just because mm-hmm. it looks so like gorgeous. I mean, they're like good rings. And I like, don't get me wrong, I love the rings that they get and like I love how customizable they are. But like, I mean, have you seen one of these natty rings? Yeah. From, like, Dion? like it's just like above and beyond. So yeah, with mine, like one of those. the one gets the job done, the one gives me the memories, the one, because I'm glad I have one. Yeah. I would have never. And you'll always remember winning all those, you yeah. know, like. Um, and the one will be able to remind you enough of like mm-hmm. all of those college memories, like that. Like I've got one, I've got the one from freshman year too, and and uh, I, mean, I love wearing that. Thing. Our track team's looking real good this year. Like it's kind of looking like the men's team. 
if we just run like we've been running all season, we'll win another one this semester. Yeah, we're, you guys are like 10th in the nation. Right? Yeah, so I might buy this one to have one for my freshman year and one for my senior year. That would be cool. Ooh, that would be cool. That'd be cool. So I might do that. So you only missed out on one? or I missed out on one or two. Because so if we won, are we about to win all four years of men's track? Yeah, for our four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, I know we're dumb. yeah, because we won my sophomore year. But I yeah, we won freshman sophomore year, and then obviously last year didn't happen because of COVID. Oh right, and right, then right. we're gonna win this one. Oh okay, you were totally right. Okay, so and then we never won. We never won cross country. Yeah. So. That, so that is a little sad that I guess about this conference. But if it had happened last year, if it happened last semester, bro. I think you guys would have been. It would have been. Oh, uh, if it happened last, last yeah, last season was so much fun, and it's unfortunate we came very close to winning, but unfortunately didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm even saying like if if this race had happened last semester, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody in the right fit, you know, like yeah, like Gary probably doesn't have a bad race. Like I'm not gonna name drop here, but you know, like like um, teams teams looking better. You know what I mean? So it's just how it goes sometimes. Um, Garrett, I loved having you on here today. Always good having you. Always. Um, anything you want to shout out for your capstone for the listeners out there? <laughs> shout out for my capstone. Yeah, I mean, I run a podcast, Downtown Discoveries, where I just review the places around Piedmont, and it's been a lot of fun. Only two episodes left. I'm. I had a lot of fun with the, the capstone, but boy, am I glad it's almost done. Yep, it yep. was a very stressful semester, and we are entering the final three weeks. It somehow feels like a new wave of stress every time, and it like. It not only replaces the old one, like I forget about the old stress, mm-hmm. and then like I'm like, whoa, like I, it's like wearing the same coat every day, but like in a new, in a new version, because I'm, yep. you know, new wave of nervousness for like a new thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the real nerves. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm not the, I don't love public speaking, but like you can, I can do it, obviously. Yeah, but same. It just, it's just one of those things. that's like. I, you know, I know people don't really want to hear me talk for <laughs> 20 minutes. Like, so it's like knowing that while you're talking is just like having that back in your head always makes it like <laughs> I should shut up as quickly as possible. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, nothing you can do about it. I mean, I think everybody will want to hear what we have to say on the day. So at least that is nice knowing. Um, but uh, super excited. Um, I hear the hashtag. Um, Joey for co-host is flying around on downtown <laughs> discoveries webpage. I don't know. Something we'll be on the final episode. Yep, Maybe yep. even the second to last episode. I'm having trouble finding some people for the second to last episode. Oh yeah. Obviously. Hop on downtown discoveries while you can actually on anchor, Spotify, all that good jazz. Hop on it while you can. Cause the last episode is going to be spicy. It's going to have all the previous guests. So screw listening to one through 11. You can just listen to 12 and Honestly, get all yeah. the good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. 12 is going to be a lot of work. Uh, I really haven't started much on it, but that'll be the grind for probably the next two weeks. And then we'll drop the last episode. And Yeah. We'll that's be been your big kahuna, I think. Like, that's been your thing that I think has really been different from everybody else's capstones. I think you have the one podcast that really, like, stretches the boundary of what you can do with the podcast. Like, because you take the guest with you, mm-hmm. you go to some place, actually – you know, actually have to be a paying customer yeah. and enjoy, you know, just enjoy an evening. And then you go and talk about that evening you just enjoyed. So I think you're taking it, your podcast to the next level of letting you, letting it work for you. And I think that's awesome. It's been great. Yeah. Garrett, it was lovely having you on here. We're going to listen to me and Garrett's probably our favorite song as a duo. This is Breakfast in the Park by Scotty Sire. If you don't listen to him, you better start. We'll get breakfast in the park 
We'll get dinner after dark and I'll be with you every second in between. Write our names inside a heart. We will never fall apart. Let's spend forever together, just you and me. These are the words I told myself when we met. In my mind, I was way too young to fall in love just yet. But I did it and I did it with no regrets In love with you when I lovely mess with you I could never feel loneliness I swear I could never see an end to it I'd never had a hug like yours before And I'd never had a girl worth caring for And it's not like I don't care anymore But it's time to continue We did not blaming all the times that we'd ever fought We left each other and we grew apart Until one day I got a call You said We'll get breakfast in the park We'll get dinner after dark And I'll be with you every second in between Write our names inside a heart We will never fall apart Let's spend forever together Just you and me We'll get Break up for a little Then we tie again Fresh start, full hearts When we make amends We were never meant to be only friends Right back to thinking it would never end Till the same old things start happening With the old problems resurfacing We decide once more to call it quits With the broken hearts and a little wish To get over how we feel And not just play pretend Once our hearts are healed And you call me again And we'll get breakfast in the park We'll show up in different cars We'll be friends laughing and reminiscing Then we'll go our separate ways When there's nothing left to say just turns out that you and I weren't meant to be. We'll get breakfast in the park. We'll get dinner after dark. And I'll be with you every second in between. Right, our names inside our heart. We will never fall apart. Let's spend forever together, just you and me. Thanks for listening. I hope you had a good time. Until next time, I'm your host, Joey Brovant. Stay safe and think happy thoughts. Everything happens for a reason. Yes, everything happens for a reason.